Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh from Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm so glad that you're joining us on Inflow Radio today. This is our 18th show, and our uh, special guest star surfer today is Lindy Cowling. Lindy Cowling's from the UK. She's a medium, clairvoyant, psychic, healer, and hypnotherapist. And we're talking about all sorts of ascension topics today. So welcome, Lindy. Christina, thank you so much for having me on the show again. It's going to be lovely. I'm really looking forward to working with you again. Yeah, I think we have a lot to discuss today. So I wanted to kind of start off the show with asking about uh, ascension symptoms. And it's something we sort of um, casually talk about, (laughs) you and I, and uh, some other folks. And uh, I think sensitive folks like ourselves kind of uh, need to talk about it every once in a while. I've just noticed that there's been kind of an increase in um, just different types of things my body is doing, Um, wanting to stretch more or breathe more, or I'm just a lot more aware of my body in the last uh, couple of weeks, I would say the last four weeks. Um, And a lot of like hot and cold type of flashes, tingling, that sort of thing. And so it's like, I think at first glance, I, I might say to myself, oh, I think I'm coming down with a cold or something. Um, and then I notice that in a flash, it's gone. So have you noticed anything new? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great topic to start with, really, because, you know, just to clarify, you know, ascension being that raising of consciousness from our brain or mind into the metaphysical kind of multidimensional portal of our heart in that process of that switch over to that raise of consciousness of course depending on what part of the process we're going through the symptoms kind of vary so I have actually personally noticed you know I can actually validate what you're saying there that we are globally at a stage now where those switches and changes over to consciousness are really showing up in the human body so what that part of it is is literally the embodiment in the body meant which means that as one's vibrational frequency has risen as it settles into the body it kind of shows itself um, as a part of a balancing uh, process it shows itself in the muscles the bones uh, the way that you run your own energy and consciousness through you. So there kind of can be like aches and pains and unusual sensations, uh, complete changes in sleep patterns, complete changes in body weight that's either up or down, uh, complete changes in diet. So you just don't want to eat the same things or you want to eat something that you don't normally eat. Um, Really feeling driven to be connected to nature or to connect to the natural environment and actually to be eating more naturally, you know, all sorts of things going on. And really, 
it, it does seem to be that the body is the part of us that is really, I wouldn't say crying out, but it's kind of demanding attention in a different way. And what it is, is we've gone through years, really, all of us, of assimilating these different energies. But now we're at the stage where we're being kind of asked by our own soul, really, to live it on a 24 hours a day basis, which means, you know, we're vibrating and, and existing at a frequency that our base rate is higher than it's ever been before. So the physical body, which of course is still comprised of frequency and vibration and, and movable energy, movable cells, is trying to line up with all of this. So um, hot and cold sensations, tingling. It's actually, it's really strange, but uh, my youngest son just said to me today, and he's only 21, uh, that he had got all these weird sensations running down a particular leg. You know, it was hot, then it was cold, then it was tingling, all mm -hmm. sorts of weird gizmos. And I said to him, I'm sure that's energy related. Um, and you're kind of almost validating what you said. So, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. And also with people's um, heart areas, you know, a lot of people are saying they've got strange sensations around the air of the heart as it's opening up. And of course, you know, um, a lot of these things are a very natural part of the process. You know, I, I wouldn't be doing my therapy bit if I didn't say, you know, if people have really unusual symptoms that they're worried about, you know, go get them checked out at your local ER or your local doctor's surgery, you know, your local general practitioner. But on on the whole, generally, uh, a lot of it is energy related. And it's just uh, as we assimilate this in our body, you know, if there are things that are already out of balance in your body, um, those places are, it's going to show up in those places. It's a bit like having a hose pipe and there's a, there's a kink in the hose pipe. Uh, as the energy flows through, if it hits that kink, it's going to show up there. And so it's not really um, for sinister reasons or anything like that. It's just illustrating, okay, I'm trying to get a, a free flow of consciousness and energy through here and I can't because it's slightly out of line or it's slightly out of whack, you know, so people might go to a healer, they might go to a counsellor, they might get some body work done, you know, they might meditate, they might just need to get into nature, they might need to make some minor changes. But it is it is totally about the support of the body at this point in time. And that's a real big difference. I mean, I've been hearing of ascension symptoms and going through it for years, but we've all kind of hit that kind of point now where in order to, to really go on to the next bit, we really have to settle into our actual body vehicles at this time. Yeah, I know. It's like, my gosh, I've been with my body for so long now, and how can it be new? <laughs> how That's could I not know thing. all of this? That's and, the great and, thing about the human body. You know, it can regenerate and completely renew itself. I mean, this is a really important point because – you know, we tend to think of the, the natural aging of the human body. But in fact, when you're going through an ascension process, the body actually, the aging process actually slows down and can start to reverse. So you yeah. can actually look a lot younger and feel a lot younger than you did maybe 20, 30 years ago, uh, depending on your age. You know, so that can be a fantastic side effect of it because you're literally renewing and regenerating your own vehicle through the quality, the frequency of the consciousness that you are within it. Yeah, that's beautifully put. Yeah, and, you know, our cells supposedly are changing over all the time. 
So maybe I am talking to a whole new batch. Exactly. Exactly. That's the fantastic thing about cellular memory as well. I mean, that's how how we talk about timelines and past life regression and future life regression. You know, all these existences multidimensionally happening um, at the same time, if you like. Uh, the cells within the human body have a have a memory, if you like, of. Uh, past, present, future, everything. And most of us aren't tapping into it a lot of the time. But the fantastic thing is we can, as we're going through this regeneration process in the body or this ascension process in the body, many of those cellular memories are coming back online. So we might not remember it as an actual linear memory, i.e. I lived here, I did this. But we can use the skills and the abilities and uh, the positive attributes of this as yeah. part of our awakening process, you know, when, whether we realize we're doing it or not, it's amazing. Yeah. I want to ask you about some other um, interesting things that you've sort of discovered, like ancestry wise. But when you talk about um, like timelines and future life regression or progression, I'm saying that wrong. But either way you're going along in your timeline, that cellular memory has information that you can use today. And, you know, I don't have to pick the the cellular memory where I broke my arm. <laughs> I can pick exactly. the one that I felt really good. <laughs> what exactly. about that day I felt really awesome, um, you know, and really empowered or, you know, full of energy or whatever. Um, so I, I think we're the default I'm... I'm almost going to sort of predict here that it's like the default of looking at sort of the bad stuff is starting to be less and less. Um, Yeah, and I I totally agree with you. And and I would I think that's put perfectly because it is like a default. As human beings, we've been very, very good at almost creating chaotically. And it's because we didn't mean to create chaotically because we didn't know we could create at all. So as our consciousness is raising, we're realizing that a lot of it has been like a knee-jerk automatic response, a bit like um, us going into a classroom for the first time, like kindergarten, and not knowing how to maybe pick up a pen pen or pencil or anything to draw with. Uh, We didn't really realize that we had the the tools there, so we weren't sure what to do with any of this. But now as our consciousness is raising, we, we can actually positively create, if you like, and positively aim in the direction that we want to go in. So that default thing is becoming less. And that's, I would say, again, that's that's quite a new thing. And really, if you ask me why it's a new thing, because overall, the general consciousness of the mass population is starting to rise. So as yeah. it starts to rise, you become aware of things you weren't aware of before, your perception changes. And you have this kind of You come online inside yourself to more of you, you know, the totality of you rather than just a small part of you. And that's kind of everything that we're talking about here again, really, is this past, present and future thing and cellular memory and timelines and reality and quantum consciousness. I mean, it's all kind of all mixed into the mix here. And really, all of it, it all tracks back to consciousness. It all tracks back to 
that expanding of us inside ourselves brings us online to what we always were. You know, that's uh, not a new thing that it was always there, but it's a new thing that we're beginning to find out now and we're beginning to see this in our everyday lives and in our bodies and we're starting to make changes accordingly. Yes, it's very easy uh, lately to uh, change course, make a different choice, um, make a different decision. Uh, It seems very easy and not so jarring and um, upsetting. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, for everyone, part of being that that part of being human here is that, you know, we do get sometimes we get hung up with things and where it can get a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit of suffering involved is when we grab hold of and try to cling on to something. And if we look underneath why we're doing that, a lot of the time it's, it's fear and trying to control your environment and to control your security. And it's like when you let go and, and kind of actually move into it things actually flow a lot more easily and we flow a lot more easily and and things fall into place, you know, a, a lot quicker. So it's, it's an amazing time to be alive, really, because it's been a long time coming, you know, and there's many of us have been working in those kind of arenas for a very long time now, you know, yourself included, and then you start to see it not just happening in yourself, but in the people around you. And you think, my God, these concepts that we were picking up on or channeling or talking about, you know, is actually here now and it's a reality now. And and there's, of course, so much more to come because we're just at the beginning years of it, really, you know, so much more to come, which you know, it's pretty amazing that it's real, it's tangible. We can measure a lot of this stuff. We can even prove a lot of this stuff now. And uh, yeah. we're only at the beginning of it, which is it's really cool. I know. I just have noticed that uh, I am in uh, some type of meditation space all day. Um, it might not be the exact same meditation space, but either I'm moving from a certain set of music uh, over to kind of a, another type of energy to another type of energy and it becomes like this day-long meditation it's really kind of interesting and it's not um it's not like I'm really thinking about it but I'm it's like almost like part of my body moving around like it's almost that close yeah exactly and it's it's you put it again perfectly because it's almost like we can spend certain times of the day or so many times a week putting ourselves into a particular energetic space or zone. But even that is changing because what's happening is as the global consciousness within people raises like this, their everyday life is almost like a walking meditation. So what I mean is they're not kind of semi-comatose or semi-sleeping, but everything they do is an outer expression of that higher consciousness they are so like you say playing music going for a walk interacting with people going to their workplace playing with the children you know going to the store you know everything that they're doing they're they're doing it from a different rate of perception a different actually rate of speed of frequency and vibration which is becoming what i call their resting state so i i call it resting state as a kind of their base frequency is basically let's say higher than it was a few years ago so as it gradually increases it it will be a very gradual thing if it was too quick if it was overnight you know 
people's worlds literally in reality will be turning upside down so it, it it's going fast enough you know we keep talking about the actual speed of what linear time seems to be going now um yeah. and that's because our our inner speed is going so fast that the outer is seeming to match it yeah i know i, I mean it just seems like life was so slow 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> it was and i thought it was fast then <laughs> Yeah, compared to now. And it's an interesting thing because it's not a generational thing because you just ask the youngsters and the teenagers and the children, they are all articulating the same, you know, the same thing and saying what is happening with linear time these days. And it's because our our rate of vibration and frequency is getting so fast now that uh, the linear time is actually making it, you know, matching its human resonance is like off the yeah. charts, unprecedented, um, the Earth's frequency there as well. Um, and I predict, I've been predicting this for years now, um, it will continue like this until we hit a point of what I call the, the big bang. So what I mean mm. by that, it's not that the planet is going to have a big bang or, or a massive explosion, but it will be an explosion of consciousness, which will be an inner explosion of consciousness that hits a zero point unified field of energy inside people, which will match to an outer shift. So I'm not saying it will all happen at once or one big event or one thing. I think it's been going on in a series of stages and will continue that way. And there might be a few pockets of things that speed that up globally, but not one big significant one where it all shifts. But yeah. it's it's something that we're fast tracking towards now. And I've been seeing it that way for the last three or four years, and that hasn't changed. I still see us hurtling towards that. And so there's a real explosion inside people of consciousness, that real kind of real opening up. So, yes, it's a... It's kind of exciting times to be alive. It's also really interesting because as things get faster and faster, it's almost as if rather than we're getting more and more out of balance, we're getting more and more in, in balance. You know, when you're on that, yeah. that treadmill, um, certainly for me, it seems strange because the faster time's going and the faster the consciousness is growing, the slower my reality seems to be. And it seems like I'm calmer and calmer. I'm more from the heart and more peaceful within it, which is almost like strange in itself. It's like being in the eye of the storm all the time. It's very, very, very strange to experience it like that. And yet you get used to it. So, yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. You wouldn't think that something like a, a shift in consciousness could be so extraordinary to be changing a planet and changing people inside out, but it is. Yeah, I think for a long time when we would talk about ascension or kind of raising our consciousness, we talked about it kind of on an individual level and that uh, eventually 144,000 souls would get it together <laughs> and tip us over the edge. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's been a lot of sort of mysteries about, you know, the number or what's going to take or what kind of event would it look like. Like there's been a lot of sort of that, but it's all been disjointed and not quite uh, not quite what we're seeing now, which is that you know, you have these groups of people doing global meditations now that maybe you didn't have um, as visible as it was, you know, back in 20 years ago as it is now. Um, and so that's happening all the time for different reasons. And and if you kind of think about it, I don't think the earth is really uh, worried about how exactly to get ascension perfect. <laughs> 
or how to raise our consciousness perfect, it would have to let a whole lot of things happen um, to change itself as a, as a being. I'm talking about the earth. And then we're in this giant universe. So, you know, we're interacting as a whole planet with other things going on out there uh, in the universe. So it, it, it kind of all comes back to nature and this unfolding and that many things would sort of have to contribute to like an ascending type of energy or a raising of the consciousness energy. It wouldn't just be one thing or one giant event. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a lot of talk out there. I mean, it's quite a popular kind of uh, theory really out there that it's it's one big event. But it's strange, I guess, you know, I'm almost like um, saying that the, some of us that have been around quite a few years now, I mean, I've been working in this industry 20 years. It's like every kind of generation you come across uh, predicts some big event or like the end of the world or, or Armageddon or something. And then as you go older and you pass through all of those stages, you see that those times have come and gone. And uh, I, I've kind of all the way along really, I've been seeing it as a series of stages of shifts and things come in and sometimes they're big shocking things. Like if, for example, you know, the 9-11 thing, which was also shifted global consciousness and, you know, the murder of Princess Diana also shifted oh global consciousness. Yeah. And so it goes on. So a sequence of things and, I've always seen it that way, and I, I don't feel it's one thing. I think that's almost like a generational belief system that people buy into, and then in five years, ten years' time, when that has come and gone, it will be kind of like something else, although by that point, people's general consciousness would have risen to um, a level that perhaps that won't be on the on the table then. But like for all of us, what we kind of feed into it's just where we're, at, where we're at at the time you know all of us so I always describe it as a I always describe it as being like in like a, a boiled egg scenario where <laughs> you make the link I'm laughing at the, at the at the visitor in the background um so it's like you tap in you think you're tapping in sometimes when you're going through your awakening to the infinite and to the light and let's say to the god or to source whatever name you have and then you find out oh I was only tapping into the egg white and then you burst through the actual egg and then you come out of the egg and realize oh my god I was just in an egg you know and it's all infinite and I'm on the outside of it now and I'm not into those belief systems or tapping into light programs or tapping into this or tapping into that so we've all been there we've all been through it and we all tap tap into certain things and archetypal energies you know along the way without knowing we're doing any of it uh you know and myself included you know we, as you just keep expanding you know you discover more and more and you don't in the end it's quite amazing because you don't really take it i'm fascinated by it but you don't take yourself or it too seriously because you understand it and you know it's there, but but it's actually quite beautiful and it's it's uh, it is an amazing thing. And yes, you know we go through a lot of shifts and changes, and some of those are quite challenging for us as human beings, you know. But 
there are some amazing things and beautiful things in it as well. And, it, you know, to me, it's almost like looking at it like we're just all parts, uh, bit players in this this amazing theatre that we call life, you know, and we take it all so seriously and it feels so very painful and extreme sometimes, you know, when we're experiencing it. But, you know, none of us are going to get out of here alive. And, uh, and when we transition over, it doesn't end anyway. It just keeps on going, but in a different form. So, you know, we just it, we just keep going and we keep going. So it's uh, it's funny. Maybe that thing comes with, with getting older. You kind of look at things a little bit less intensely, really, and just accept, OK, well, you know, this is all part and parcel of what's unfolding. And what I love to see is is how the younger generation are coming up through this, you know, and they, they are coming in literally wired very different um to the to the middle middle age years or to the the older generations you know so they're already they're not going through an ascension process in the same way they're already wired to be fully conscious so it's far far easier in a way if they're on Mm -hmm. that route and far far faster it's not going to take them 20 years to do it you know it's going to take them maybe two three four years to do it uh, because they're the wiring's all there, you know. They're not having to process through stuff and play out karmic loops or anything like that. It's all done and dusted. So very, very f- different future ahead f- for humanity. Which, again, it's been a long time coming. So it's it's great, you know, to be there on the on the edges of this to see the beginnings of it unfold. Really, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Um, you know. 20 years ago, um, or maybe even back to like 1987, the harmonic convergence, that was a big deal. And then it just kind of fizzled out. (laughs) Yeah. And then here we are again. So it's just a series of loops, you know, where there's this raising of energy over and over again. And, um, you know, uh, folks have talked about the age of Aquarius, you know, that it happened in the 60s. Oh, no, it's happening in 2012. Oh, no, it's happening, you know, 2026. Oh, no, it's, I mean, I don't think we really know. So either way, we're still ascending and we get a lot to play with as far as energy. We're only getting more of it. And um, I guess uh, one of the things we just have to keep remembering is that we're going forward and we're increasing our energy, not the other way around. It's not, we're not going backwards. Um, so no matter what it looks like, uh, there is going to be some sort of forward movement. Uh, even if you don't like it, you hate the whole thing, <laughs> you don't like where you're at right now. It's like there is yeah. something moving you and propelling you forward. And there's a lot more of that energy. Um, and I and I think uh, you've done some own your own personal investigating. I think about your own background and um, like how yeah. far um, you and your ancestors like have ascended. <laughs> so yeah, we got to talk about been, that. Yeah, that's been fascinating. I mean, I I on a personal note, you know, it's something that was kind of bugging me on the build up to Christmas. I thought I'd love to go and investigate the ancestry and the family and. You know what? It's like one of those things you ignore. I think oh, I haven't got time to do it, and it kept coming back. So I thought, well, clearly this is important. And you know, um, my children have got two sons that are young adult sons. They were really up for it, so let's look into it. And I didn't know what to expect, but it was absolutely amazing. And what was amazing to me is the effect that it's actually had on my perception and consciousness. It's changed it again because. 
I didn't really have any preconceived ideas. And then you look into your ancestry and find that, you know, you're from like three generations of Roma and then uh, on three sides Irish. And then one of your relatives is one of the pioneers of families, pioneering families of America. And then you find numerous American connections you didn't know you had. And then you go and stumble across having so far, I think we've, I think it's 13, 14. So far we find that 15 of our grandfathers were kings of France, uh, Germany, Cyprus, linked to Greece. Now we find it crosses with the British royal family. And I'm not going back very far. I'm not talking about um, hundreds of generations because, to be honest, if you go back that far, we're pra- we are all family from all over the world. We're all linked. And there's no question. The furthest I've gone back, I think, is 32 generations. So within that 32 in, uh, generations, the grandparents a crisscrossing and, and the amazing thing, you know, and some of them funded and were friends with Joan of Arc and one lot of grandparents go to war with the other lot of grandparents. And so it crisscrosses, crisscrosses all the way through history. And so what's amazed me is that, yes, the world was a smaller place then in terms of human population. But what amazes me is, is how we really, truly are totally interconnected because, I'm just like, a, let's say, an ordinary Joe, an ordinary person. And if I can go look there and find this kind of stuff quite easily, you know, it, it just shows that we are interconnected and we it does crisscross all over the world and all over the countries. And, you know, another way of looking at it is that's just a linear blood family. If yeah. we look at, uh, well, look at all the realities and lives that I've lived or timelines that I've been in and how many of them have I been there as a soul up against my own grandparents or with my own grandparents or with my own sisters and brothers or with my own soul family or with my own blood family when you actually look at it I'm I'm, I'm absolutely sure because I'm pretty close to be being able to prove this theory now that we're actually we're actually interacting multi-dimensionally in soul multiple i mean infinite amounts of time with blood families soul families crisscrossing crisscrossing like a vast tapestry all over the planet and so it's blown it blew my mind because even my perception was too limited on it you know it's like oh my yeah. god it's it's infinite and it's totally fascinating uh and that's that's i never expected it to have an effect on me like that but it has and it's 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 amazing it's amazing the more you find out the more you realize wow I thought I just had a tiny tiny family and that actually your family is all over the world and it's you know from the poorest of the poor to the nobility you know and that's I'm just an average person you can bet your bottom dollar the same applies for most people so we really are connected. I think this is where the sayings we are all one comes from, you know, where we're all part of the same tapestry and all part of that same kind of quilt or same kind of um, beautiful tapestry there. We're all stitches in it. So there is an interconnectedness between what I do here and what happens in Africa or what mm-hmm. happens in this timeline and that timeline, which is, a you know, cause and effect thing. It's all ties in with it. That's amazing. 
I, I just think in my own family, we have had sort of these repeating um, uh, family members with the same types of jobs or same types of roles, um, generation after generation, or they, no matter how they started, they end up still, you know, you know uh, working in the medical field or uh, we have a series of firemen in our background. Like, it's just, it's just wild. But it's just from like one drop of blood, <laughs> uh, besides the family that I know. But like you yeah. just start doing this search, and then here comes all this stuff out of this DNA. So it's I amazing. Guess, because, yeah, because the cells on the DNA have a cellular memory. And you could almost yeah. say also is how much of the choices we make, how much of that is influenced by cellular memory and genetic memory, and how mm-hmm. much is is by the family archetypes of consciousness. So it all kind of interrelates again. And sometimes, you know, if you go into the the area of past life regression, how many times are we actually reliving something that is happening in another reality or timeline? Or is it we're tapping into what our ancestors experience in that reality and feeling it through us as if it, it, it was ours? Because in a way... It still is because we're tapping into that consciousness. We're having the experience like putting on an Xbox headset. We're in that reality in that moment mm-hmm. when we tap into it. So it's pretty mind-blowing. I know. Um, it makes me wonder if some of like the hobbies and interests I have are really mine or were they just like old family <laughs> memories? You know? It does. It really does. And, you know, it's and I say it's crazy, but yet it's it's nice in a way as well because it just for me it just shows that the interconnectedness of all of it, and I do feel that's where those sayings come from. You know, we're all one, we're all coming from the same place. It, it just crisscrosses, especially in humanity and human reality. You know, the world was far less populated by humans in in those days. Uh, so the chances of you being connected family-wise across the water is much higher anyway. But, yeah, the more you look into it, it's, it's completely changed the whole way I look at past lives, future lives, everything. I don't look at it in any way the same way anymore. And to me... It's not really even important if you are reliving a memory from yeah. what you think is the past life is yours or if it's great grandma Matilda or the King of France, you know, um, you're still experiencing it. You're experiencing it as if it's real. You're getting the benefits of that or you're getting the healing from that and you're getting the wisdom from that. So does it really matter if, if it was actually you or if you're picking up on the collective or the ancestral memory Um, It's an area, I think, that's changing rapidly, and I'm really interested. I'm fascinated by it, and there's something about me that likes to merge the world of science with the metaphysical, and I'm just very close to being able to prove it somehow. I just feel it's coming. (laughs) Yeah, I I do think um, there's just a lot going on in the scientific sort of realm about uh, epigenetics and uh, and how the DNA maps across the world, you know, across the human species. So yeah. I, I think it is there. I think um, there's, for me, it, uh, when I did this, uh, I did a, like an Ancestry.com thing. Um, it did kind of start, it did start me off in looking at like, well, who really were my ancestors? Because I 
think of uh, things in terms of my grandparents and then maybe their parents and not much farther back. Um, but then, you know, there are, uh, we do have a lot more history on my mom's side of the family than my father's. And yet um, the minute I was in Ireland, there was a feeling that like you, I could not uh, change. Like I always have that feeling. It never goes away. But it's like when I first landed and started walking around uh, in Dublin, I was like, my God, where has this been? I was so mad. (laughs) (laughs) It was like this missing thing. And it wasn't just like the earth, like, oh, I'm really connected to this part of the earth. It was like, oh, my God, you know, where? why have I not been back? Like, it was just such a, so many thoughts and words and probably other ancestral memories coming up it was it was pretty intense um yeah and you know you can you can be totally drawn to somewhere you know for temporarily or indefinitely because you've actually had proper let's say memory there as a consciousness in other words you've lived it as a life there and um, there's a remembrance in the cells in the soul on the vibrational frequency level Mm -hmm. and sometimes you can have it because there is a remembrance on a soul and a vibrational frequency and consciousness level from your actual blood family your ancestry and you're tapping into that consciousness and so it's a mix of I think it's a mix of all of those things and it and it's all interconnected and you know sometimes you're attracted to certain countries and it's because you need to be back there you need to make that link there to shift your consciousness and some people actually go move there and stay there and sometimes it's almost almost like do some almost like energy work just by being there on the land or connecting to it in some way and then you come away again and yet some somehow that's kind of connected you to a part of you that you didn't know was missing or you didn't know wasn't uh, online you know it's a there's a lot of variations there but I'm seeing a lot of that going on with people and also the amazing thing for me is tracking this ancestry apart from that I haven't spent significant time in France everywhere that's coming up it's almost surreal many of the places are places I've lived in this life and not known that I've been walking past the graveyards of ancestor upon ancestor generation upon generation and I was living in the same town or village and I was drawn there for what I thought was my free will (laughs) (laughs) ancestors were all there before me so it's like well okay this is really interesting I'm really interesting so the more you find out, the more you, you it just like blows your mind and it's like, okay, okay, this is, it's, it's, it blows your mind in a good way. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. this is funny. You know, this is really funny. We really do end up where we're meant to end up, whether we meant to or not. You know, we end up treading those paths and taking these particular choices, which we think are our choices, but. How much, how much of it really is our choice, you know? It's, it's like being little chess pieces on a board, you know, so it's, yeah, it's um, fascinating, fascinating. I would recommend to anyone to look into their ancestry. I was only going to go like two or three grandparents back and I, I don't yeah. know what changed or how it went further, but it's the best thing we ever did. 
um, mind-blowing. You know, we're going to put it all together for the family and it will be something that's kept in the family. The great thing nowadays, you know, you don't have to research a family tree by sending off a letter. It's all accessible online. You know, a lot of these records, you can just call them up online at the tap of a finger. So it's so easy to find this stuff out. And, uh, you know, even even a friend of mine in my life, it turns out I'm, I'm related to her, husband, her ex-husband's family. Um, what were the odds of that? <laughs> you know, didn't even know it at the time. Always knew there was something, but there's actually a blood link there. So yeah. it's it's a small world. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think mediumistically, I think it brought up a lot for me that there's a lot more I could do. It's not just talking to people on the other side, you know, that I may not know at all. It's more like, oh, my God, I have a lot of people I got to go talk to on the other side. I better get busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, that's kind of where I've been uh, in the medium sort of area of my life um, is that I have these other ancestors I get to talk to and sort of bug and ask them And that's questions. the interesting thing, isn't it? Because we think of mediumship in its conventional form, that we act as a bridge between the living and the dead, you know, and, and, act, and give evidence of life beyond death. And that is, of course, one form of it. But then we yeah. look at it in this form, a consciousness form, and recognize that we are actually online to the consciousness that our ancestors are and have been and always will be and there's that interconnectedness there so you're almost like relating to them in a different way in the way of your consciousness so um, rather than psychically you're doing yeah. it that way so it's both mediumship but we could say it's two different forms of mediumship it's a there's a linear mediumship mm-hmm. and then multi-dimensional consciousness mediumship and how do I know this working as you know 20 years as a medium that worked as a linear medium a psychic medium and then became a multi-dimensional one yeah and um I guess some of the uh, shaman shamanistic type of um energies that I've worked with you've worked with I think it's also come up there too where you're kind of in this uh in a meditation you're in a grid or a, a circle of energy, and you're kind of dealing with sort of the past sort of influences, and then it kind of opens up then to go look at your other family members and the ancestors. But sometimes um, it never felt close, uh, as close as it feels like today. So it's like, again, to go back to that ascension sort of topic, is that these timelines and these um the multi-dimensional aspects of energy are so much more available to us today. Um, whereas years ago when I'm, you know, reading my Alberto Veloto book <laughs> about, you know, sacred circles or something that, and the four directions and all that, it's like, yeah. that, did, that felt far away. It just didn't yes. feel as close. Yeah. Yes. Cause in a way, in a way it kind of was because as as we're coming online inside ourselves to the fullness of us so instead of having a slice of the consciousness the slice of our spirit the slice of the essence that we are because the rest of us is distracted or programmed um, elsewhere or unconscious elsewhere subconscious most of the time we are now coming online to the full cake so instead of an eighth of that cake we're now coming online to the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. and so 
it is much closer because we realise it was never out there for us to reach out for, but it was it was in there for us to reach into, you know. So, yeah, as our perception changes, we realise that we don't have to build a bridge between us and them or us and that, but it, actually it's all happening internally. And so it could never be closer in a way because you are part of your ancestry, you are part of that bloodline, you are part of your soul family, you're part of spirit, you're part of essence, frequency, vibration, consciousness, on and on it goes infinitely. And it's it can never be away from you because you are it and, and it is you. And that goes back to the same old thing where the saying, we are one. I don't think yeah. of it as, as linearly as like we are all one, but that's exactly what it means, really. It means where there is an infinite interconnectedness within us all with everything, with everything and everyone. And it, it becomes more and more obvious the more that you go through this ascension process. We all end up at the same point, you know, even um, years ago, if you look back at some amazing teachers from years ago, they, they seem to many of them come to this point, you know, when you look back at it and you say, oh, my God, that's the point, you know, we're kind of coming to now as well. And it does go around in loops. But the interesting thing is, it's not going around in loops because we're going backwards or inverting. Although right. a lot of the a lot of the world is, you know, it runs inverted programmings. But in our consciousness, the reason it's looping is it's going in a spiral. So it's going up. So we visit it, we go up, we revisit it on a higher level. We go up, we revisit yeah. on a higher level until yeah. there's no point. It doesn't need to be revisited anymore. You know, it's neutralized. We're conscious. So that spiral energy, we just keep revisiting it on a different level. You know, one level's the sediment at the bottom of the tank, one's a little bit higher, one's a little bit different. Sometimes because we're looping back round, it seems like, hey, I thought I'd done that. Why am I touching on that again? There's a little bit more in there or a little bit more to revisit. And then, you know, again, we look at it very much like it's just staffs and our staff. But of course, it never was just staffs and our staff. It's everybody's and it's all the ancestry and it's all the soul family and actually it's all of humanities that is passing through us in, inter, in intricate, tiny particle form that we perceive just to be ours and our life and our reality. But in fact, we're, we're <laughs> clearing for the collective. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, so I have all this, all this blood that's circulating in my body. And... Uh, I am bringing them all with me. Exactly. <laughs> and when you say bringing them all with me, you're bringing all your ancestry, all your yeah. blood family, all your soul family, and every version of Christy Walsh in every reality, every dimension, every timeline, past, present, and future, all in this infinite second, on planet, off planet. Yeah. In consciousness, in essence form, in soul form, and it's all within you. And the only reason you didn't know it, and the only reason none of us know it at the time, is because we only access an eighth of the cake. And now yeah. we're starting yeah. to access many more slices of that cake. Yeah. It's just so funny. It is you know, funny. It is so funny because, you know, you and I have been doing this for so long that, you know... <laughs> 
We've grown it seems like this should be, <laughs> we should have this in our heads already, but actually, or our hearts or wherever it's supposed to go. But, you know, it takes a little bit because we have all these separations that are all over the place. The cells are separate, years. you know. Yeah, this, exactly. It's taken yeah. me 20 years. I mean, it's quite funny. You do have to laugh in the end because as much as we think we know, really you come full, you come full circuit, you keep going on that spiral and then you realise, oh, you know, why didn't I see that 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago? That's because we were only, we weren't online to, to as much consciousness that we are within ourselves as we are now. And if it's like this now, can you imagine a world where people are fully conscious? I know. Totally fully conscious? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So we we don't really know what the phrase, like, we are all one, or oneness, or we don't really know what that means for every single person on the planet, but it doesn't really matter how they sort of define that. It's just that sort of joy in the finding that, oh my God, not only was I never alone, which we kind of knew that, but even in my body, I'm not alone. Like it's all going with me. And, and even if I have a body or don't have a body, it's all going with me. So like the idea of lack, we kind of took off the table, you know, with all the law of attraction stuff that we hear all the time and gratitude. And that was really helpful. And then now it seems like, oh, uh, we're not separate and we're not sort of needing to have any separation and all of it goes with us no matter which form it, it's in, in the body or not. So then what was my problem again? <laughs> like I can't, right in the second, I cannot remember, but, um, Well, the amazing thing is as you have the realization on that and that awareness in itself shifts your blood it shifts your body chemistry it shifts your consciousness your vibration and frequency which means as as you are coming into a more raised form of yourself that information for its cellular ancestral blood memory soul memory and consciousness memory gets downloaded and uploaded to soul family blood family other aspects of you in all realities your soul group humanity as a whole and and it gets transferred across so basically any human being cleaning up their act going through an ascension ascension process raising their consciousness is doing a great act of service not just for themselves but for the families the blood and Mm -hmm. soul families and humanity that they're connected with because they all get the message so that's where the the tipping point comes and the hundred monkey syndrome etc comes from because Mm -hmm. enough people becoming more conscious not even fully conscious yet more conscious is going to help everybody the mass population because it's all transferable this information immediately it goes into blood and soul family but beyond that all blood and soul families on this planet are connected pretty much yeah. We can guarantee it at some level, which means it's yeah. getting downloaded across the mass populations. Extraordinary. Yeah. You know, I really liked what you said about um, the parts of the family fighting the other parts of the, of the family when you were looking at your tree. And so, like, it's really not just your tree. Yes. Um, 
yes. you know, and it's not just my family tree, but it's like, how many times are we in conflict with ourselves or with others? And it's just, we're hitting an energy of, oh my God, we've done this before. You know, we're, yes. we're in a fight yes. to the death on this one. <laughs> this yes. is a real sticky over point for me. <laughs> yeah, over and over you know? again. I mean, I'm, I'm probably, you know, if I was in a in a beauty pageant, I'd have a, a sash across me saying Miss Resistance because I'm probably <laughs> one of the world's worst at resistance and fighting within myself. I mean, I'm notorious for it. And, you know, I can laugh at it now, but it's a trait that I've had most of my life. And yes, it's far less now, but I still have my moments where I go tug of war inside myself. And, you know, there's a saying, we we can be our own worst enemies, you know, and we do it over and over again. And it's interesting because, again, how much of that comes from our personality? How much comes from the archetypal consciousness, genetics, epigenetics in our family, how much comes from the ancestry, how much comes from the global that we take on accidentally the whole energy of anger or resistance. It's an amazing thing, you know, amazing. And how you you tune into that is if you pick up on that, you, you could just check in with yourself. Is this anger that I'm feeling within me mine? It's as simple as that. And if it's not, take that away, please. Take that out and neutralize it, please. God, source, angels, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been amazing. We talked about blood. We talked about conflicts. We talked about all sorts of family stuff. You know, there's 144,000 souls that haven't got their stuff together yet. (laughs) And we're still (laughs) waiting for ascension. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of energy to work with and to enjoy and just kind of be in the wonder of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the golden rule, you know, we all do it, but, you know, the more we can keep ourselves in, in the, in the actual moment and in the actual minute the more easy we move through this process. You know, we're all notorious for looking backwards in time and, and, you know, always notorious for racing ahead in time. But if we just keep our energy in the moment, a lot of these revelations come to us and we pass through this ascension process a whole lot easier. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Lindy, for surfing the psychic waves with us today. That was amazing. And, um, you know, please uh, check in with inflowradio.com um, for the archives on this show. You might want to listen to it a, a couple of more times for all your ancestors that might want to have a listen. And uh, we're going to surf the wave soon again. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Christy. Loads of love to you and to your listeners. surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com you can find me on twitter at christina surfing or find me surfing the psychic waves on soundcloud or on facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing this show is brought to you by inflowradio.com the best curated talk radio network 
for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business. 